Hey friends, welcome to Women, Wine, and Leadership. This is going to be a fun one for you because I bet you've been in a room where you look around at the behavior that's going on and you wonder, is anybody going to behave like a grown-up? Now, Kristen Kramer has um, experienced a wide, wide variety of work scenarios from an elementary school teacher to a management consultant to now a trainer at the Center for Creative Leadership. And her desire to share her story and help others to uh, walk down that path of creating greater resiliency is the reason why she's on the podcast and the reason why she's on the retreat faculty. So grab a friend and a glass of wine and join us. You're going to love it. This is a fun podcast episode for me because Christine Kramer has been a friend and an inspiration for several years. Yeah, yeah, she looks surprised. When you say inspiration, I'm like, oh how? My how? Yeah. You've had a very interesting life. It may not seem like that to you. Yeah. We met when we were both working at the Center for Creative Leadership, where you still are, which was the place where I got my courage uh, together to start this business, crazy or, or not. And um, now you're actually starting another venture on the side. Yeah. So I just want you to share with um, working women, you know, it's women, wine, and leadership. It's, you know, the, the fundamentals of what make us tick um, at work and in all of life. So tell us a little bit about Kristen's life and your work. Oh my gosh. So it's funny, I guess CCL is probably where I got the courage to also decide to go off on my own and take this leap, this leap of faith. So about me and my career, oh my gosh, um, started life as an elementary school teacher, went back to school, got a degree in industrial organizational psychology because it has a ton of syllables and it sounds really impressive. <laughs> and I didn't think I was smart enough to get into medical, into med school and I didn't want to be a lawyer. And started <laughs> getting into, I think like in my heart, like one of my calling is education and learning. And I've just taken it from working with children to working with executives. Many times they're... Who sometimes are like children. Yeah, right? <laughs> and like, you know, a fifth grade classroom is a lot more calmer and structured than so many different teams and organizational right. settings, you know? Yeah. Um, and so just started, you know, doing this kind of work, doing leadership development, organizational development work about 20 years ago have worked as both a consultant, an external consultant, an internal consultant, and then also a practitioner serving as a leader at all different levels of organizations. I've been a supervisor, a manager, and a senior leader. So I kind of know this stuff. You've been in all these different yeah, levels. Yeah. You're in the perfect place to I've share that wisdom. I've experienced the pain myself. I've created, I'm sure, a lot of pain for some people as well. And then Don't we all? Try to ease pain yeah. as much as I can. Yeah. Well, and part of pain is um, that whole sweet practice of resiliency. Yeah. You and I have uh, a heart for helping people mm -hmm. to gain the, the inner skills required of leadership, mostly yeah. resiliency to combat the temp in our in our county a lot of there's a high suicide rate, yes. and that started us um, talking about resiliency with teens and families because mm -hmm. it needs to be pandemic. So what is the motivation for you with resiliency? You've been teaching that as a primary focus for the past few years. Yeah, so my, my story with resiliency started a long time before I realized my story with resiliency started. Um, but my, I pick up my story when I was a working mom, I had a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and really trying to do that superwoman, kind of living the dream, doing everything. I was on the fast track for partner at a very large management consulting firm, 
and really thought I was living the dream, you know, and I was too blessed to be stressed. And then all of a sudden, one day, um, I was scrapbooking on a Saturday morning, and it was a fall, pretty day, and my toes got very numb, and they got bright red, and it was very painful, like going from like a like really really cold into a hot shower yeah and I didn't understand why and over the course of the next six months or so my toes were doing that my fingers were doing that um, I was having some really this is for women so I'm gonna go ahead and say this part considerable um, problems breastfeeding like crazy crazy pain yeah um, and then I had an episode at a meeting once where my face part of my face went numb and that was really scary, obviously. I, I left the meeting, I asked my boss, has your face ever gone numb? He goes, uh, come with me, and he took me to the nurse, found out I wasn't having a stroke, um, went to the doctor, saw a lot of different doctors over the course of, I don't know, like three, four months, and they thought I had MS, which was really scary because my biological mom passed away of, of MS at an early age. And I was in this MRI machine and this was a while ago before we had podcasts and Spotify and all that kind of stuff. And so I had earphones on listening to KBCO out of uh, Boulder, Colorado, because that MRI machine's really loud. Right? Yeah. So I'm listening to that. And then this commercial for MS came on. I remember looking up at God going, really? I don't think it's funny. You might think this is a great joke, but like I'm scared to death right now. And got out of the uh, machine and the really wonderful radiologist she said, I know we're supposed to wait for the doctor, but you're freaking out. Come over, let me show you what I'm seeing on these scans. And she showed me all these pictures that just kind of look like fuzz. And she said, I've been doing this for many, many years. Um, and as I look at all of these different pictures, there's nothing going on in your brain. And I thought that was really funny. I'm like, that's what my boss and my husband says <laughs> all the time. Right? And she's like, there's no sign of MS here. And get back and I talk with my doctor. He goes, look. We have ruled everything out. I think that this is caused by stress. And if you don't get a control of this, you're gonna to have to go on medication. And if you don't get control of it, you're gonna to start to lose digits. And as so many of us do, I said, oh, that's interesting. Thank you for that information. And I did absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. And several months later, I woke up Saturday morning again and my ears were ringing like if you were at a rock concert the night before, mm -hmm. but I hadn't been at a rock concert the night before. Uh, went to the doctor over the course of the next month or so, they ruled all kinds of things out and he said, you know what, you got tinnitus and it doesn't run in your family so, and you haven't done anything that would cause this, you know, like construction worker, you know, mm -hmm. like lots of loud sounds over time. So I'm pretty sure this was probably brought on about by stress. Tinnitus never goes away. It can get worse. It literally can drive people crazy. And you need to get a hold of this, a handle of this so that you don't go crazy. And I said, oh, okay. And again, I didn't do anything because I'm superwoman and I can just power through, right? That's mm -hmm. what so many of us do. Yeah. And then literally just another month um, or so later, I woke up with a toothache. I went to the dentist. I said, hey, I think I have a cavity. And she looked in and she said, you don't have a cavity. You're grinding your teeth at night. You must be stressed. And so I am a scientist by training and I was a psychologist. And so when it happens three times, it's a trend. Uh -huh. So that was like the start of my journey and dove into the research, right? Like I spent tons of money educating myself, going to classes. I wanted to become one of the world's experts when it came to stress management and resiliency. And it helped, it helped a lot. I was able to share a lot of the stuff that I was doing with my clients and with other people. 
Um, but kind of fast forward, everything was, was pretty good except that um, I weighed 215 pounds. And weight is one of those things, like we all have our burdens, right? And we all have things that happen to us and our ways of coping. And when it shows up for weight, it's so hard because everybody sees mm -hmm. that you are in pain. Everybody sees that you are not in control of something. Yeah. And I was going through a really tough time at work. Major pressures were going on. None of the strategies that I typically use were working and my weight was escalating. And it really kind of sunk me into a depression because I'm like, why can't I be successful in every freaking area of my life except this one, yeah. right? And everybody knows it. And it's it just, people who deal with weight issues kind of get this. It's just sucky, sucky, sucky. Um, and then I, I learned, I started doing this, this new program. CCL introduced it. I got certified so I could teach other people. And I decided to take a different approach to this. Um, and I said, you know what, instead of like looking at this as a scientist and an academic and, and looking at it like let's be the world's expert, let's actually apply it. Like let's do the dirty work and use this for this issue for me, which is, you know, which was weight and see if it really works at a core level. And the, the program's called Challenge Change. It's by um, a wonderful person named Dr. Derek Roger. Um, and I did that and it was ugly because it made me face some demons and deal with some stuff that I thought I didn't really need to deal with. Um, long story short, over the course of a year, I dropped 70 pounds. I've wow. kept 45 of it off. I hurt my back recently and I've gained a little bit of weight because I can't exercise. Um, but in addition to that, more importantly, I think is the joy that I have in my life. I have the blood pressure of a dead person and I do not get sick. Like I can lick somebody with the flu and I don't get sick. It's actually annoying because I would love just to have a day. You would love to have bed, a sick day. You know, yeah. <laughs> so I just... So, I mean, that's my own story, and there's lots of different ways to cope and to be resilient. There's a lot in between that discovery and getting to the place where you've gotten your immune system so healthy, and you've yeah. gotten the weight off. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, this, this, this program, um, just applying that and, and deciding to, to kind of get real with myself, mm -hmm. and that I'm not superwoman, and there's choices that need to be made, and there are a lot of things within my control that I thought that weren't in my control. Right. And there's some things outside of my control that it's time just to like let go of. Right? Yeah. And oh, by the way, I'm just like everybody else out there. Yeah. That we're all wrestling with stuff, and we're all, there's, I mean, the, pre the statistics around stress in the workplace I mean, it's phenomenal. Billions of dollars, right? right. Um, going to all kinds of different things from healthcare to people being unproductive, retention, yeah. whatever it is. Right? It, it costs companies money just because of the lack of, of focus and intention yes. in business. Billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. um, and I think more importantly, there's a human aspect to it, right? Yeah. Where people are just trying to survive. And this is a great, big, beautiful world. And we want to do more than that. We want to thrive. We want to flourish. Right. And then as you were talking about when the suicides hit our school district in El Paso County, I think it was three years ago, mm -hmm. um, it kind of even took it to a different level. And I was able, it's like an onion, right? Like yeah. you keep learning, you keep discovering and right. realizing a lot of the stuff that I was doing to myself, our teenagers are doing. Yeah. And they're teenagers, right? Yeah. And so they Gotta don't get have the ahead. coping strategies and they don't have a fully developed brain and they got this social media thing that is insane. Mm -hmm. um, and so decided to start using some of these tools that I've learned to share with um, a wider community. Yeah. Is that why you started Resiliency Warriors as a Facebook group? Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and Resiliency Warriors at this point, you know, it's just a place for motivation and inspiration, positivity. I do some teaching on there. So the thing is, you know, at CCL, right, and when yeah. you're a consultant, um, there's a bunch of us who know a lot of really great stuff. And there's so many people who will come up to me after a class or a workshop or, you know, a year-long class, whatever it is, a one-day workshop, year-long class, and they'll say, man, I wish I had this 20 years ago, right? And there's so many people out there who don't work for companies that have crazy budgets to be able to send them to these wonderful programs. Right. So I'd love to be able to share resiliency and other leadership things to a wider audience. Right. And so that's the catalyst for Resiliency yeah. Warriors. Which is why I invited you to speak at the Life Strategy Retreat in yeah. November. And people are walking in now. And we can hear them. I know. I know. Yeah. And and that's okay because it's ambient noise. <laughs> it's it's all happiness. We're here to, to learn uh, greater resiliency and to get things right between our ears and yes. get our head, our heart aligned. Exactly. So um, when we're going to do this at the retreat, you're going to be teaching about a 90-minute class on yeah. resiliency. It's yeah. going to be so much fun because by then, people will, will have had a little bit of yoga and mm -hmm. a little bit of wine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I think the the things that you're talking about, the, the kinds of stresses that we're experiencing mm -hmm. and seeing our kids experience, mm -hmm. this kind of knowledge really changes lives. And it's simple, right? It's mm -hmm. not rocket science. You know, it's it's first and foremost being mindful, getting out of your head, like you said, and yeah. getting present, right. um, so that we're fully present for whatever it is that we're in. Yeah. Be it a conversation with a colleague or a child, or just walking our dog on a snowy afternoon. Right. Right. Um, but getting out of the, the the rumination and all these these thoughts in our head that then trigger a physiological stress response. Absolutely. Yep. Understanding what's happening in our body yep. when we allow that response to to make those triggers. Yeah. Is yeah. a great realization because you can control it. You can change it. Absolutely. Right. There's a difference. There's pressure mm -hmm. which happens to us externally that we have very little control over usually. Um, might be losing our keys or. Um, you know, traffic or an airplane not yeah, going off, teenagers thanks. making bad decisions. <laughs> but it's when we start to dwell on that and ruminate it that all of a sudden this stress response happens and stress is internal. It's a physiological response to the pressures in our life. And yeah. we have a lot more control over that than we realize. Than we can. Well, it's exciting that we can actually unpack that. So yeah, yeah. we still have a few seats left in that life strategy retreat, but we're almost sold out. I know, that's really exciting. It's so exciting. And okay, so when you're at home on a Friday night and you're trying to like kick back and de-stress and celebrate, mm -hmm. what is the bottle of wine? that you pull out so these days I am loving Sauvignon Blancs yes. although that'll probably change because the weather now is getting colder mm -hmm. um, and I'm drinking um, a, a Kim, a Kim Crawford is that right yeah Kim, yeah, Crawford. Kim Crawford because at Costco it's like really cheap and it's I a know. very yummy wine it's good they do a good job of sourcing some really yummy wines mm -hmm. for under $15 and it's a screw off top so I can like you can take it anywhere <laughs> I have to set you up with my friend's picnic basket that she keeps in her trunk with a wine and two wine glasses. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Okay, well, um, it's been fun having you, and it'll be fun to talk more next month. Awesome. Thanks, yep. Donna. The two loveliest sounds in the world are the sounds of a cork popping and the sound of a wine bottle pouring.
thanks for joining us on Women, Wine, and Leadership. For the next several weeks, we're going to be featuring some of the coaches and speakers from our Life Strategy Retreat in November. These gals are tremendously talented, and they're going to give you some insight into why they do what they do and what they're going to be doing at the retreat. And if you're wondering, what is this thing? What the heck is this retreat all about? Go to 360lifestrategies.com forward slash retreats. And as usual, if you want more information on the wines we talk about, go to Pinterest and look up Donna Carlson 360 and find out all the things I have in my wine palace. Until next time.